Ah, Candyland, the wonderful sweets-filled board game that millions of children have enjoyed playing since its beginnings in the late 1940s. Although you may know the sweet characters, do you know their backstories? Or how this childhood favorite game came to be? Wanderers, welcome back to another Foolish Wanderers podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite childhood games, Candyland. Shorts and ladders. <laughs> See, when I told my mom I was doing this podcast, that we were doing this one, that's the game she brought up, was Shoots and Ladders. Shoots and Ladders? Like, yeah, because I, I told her like about the backstories of these characters and stuff, and she was like, what about Shoots and Ladders? I was like, I don't... I think there's many characters in that game. I don't think that there there would be a backstory for a chute or a ladder, but, I mean, I've been wrong before. <laughs> I mean, like, isn't it on the, what is it, it's like the Toy Hall of Fame, a stick and a blanket are some of the highest, like, toys, and some of the first toys inducted into that Toy Hall of Fame. Don't you remember this? We covered this on the podcast when we talked about, what was it? We were talking about Barbie mm. or something, and it was, uh, we were talking about, no, it was Play-Doh, it was Play-Doh, and then we looked up a bunch of different toys that were in the Toy Hall of Fame, and then some of the first ones were a ball, a stick, and a blanket. Well, those are the oldest, you'd think. Yeah, those are, <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. does it have to do with shoots and ladders? Is shoots and ladders in there? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> oh, let me check. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> let me check. It's one of the finalists, it says, in 2018, was one of the finalists. But did it make it in? I don't think so. Well, that's too bad. At least it made it to the finals <laughs> before it was voted out. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of toys, like a lot of classic toys that get put in every but year. But Shoots and Ladders is, so. like, ancient. <laughs> I think it's from the 40s. I think it's around the same time as Candyland, because it's from the Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley, the toy company, produced it, so... Yeah, same with Candyland. Ooh, it's what we're talking about today. Yeah. I don't know why we've spent like five <laughs> minutes talking about shoots and ladders, but <laughs> well, yeah, true. We get distracted easily here. Very easily, yes. That's what makes it fun. But Candyland, Candyland, yes. So before we start talking about the backstories of some of the characters that we grew up with, we wanted to talk about a little bit about the history of how Candyland came to be. So Candyland is one of the top-selling children's board games of all time. They sell an average of one million units a year. That's it? I think, I guess to me, a million units a year is still a lot. Especially if, I don't know, they keep making new ones every so often, so they keep updating it, making it fun, fresh. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> did you know that this game was to help cheer up kids during the age of polio? I did not, but that's how old <laughs> this game is. Yeah, it's from the 40s. It's from 1949. So we had polio. 
polio yeah so in case you guys don't know what polio is polio was a once feared disease and actually there's cases popping up again now which is kind of scary um but basically it struck suddenly mostly in children and it usually eventually paralyzes victims uh, the, tar- the virus targets the nerve cells in the spinal cord which inhibits the body's control over its muscles so basically like after you're sick with this disease a long time you can get you know the most common like effect from this virus that stays with you um is like you lose function in your legs and you have to go through rigorous physical therapy if you can build back that muscle to gain the strength in your legs back so it's mostly like legs but it also can affect your lungs and like your ability to breathe so that's how like this is yeah have you heard of the iron lung yes i have it's a very weird looking um like what do we want to say i can't put yes (laughs) but like it looks like a coffin or like a sarcophagus where your head sticks out or like some like the um what the magician uses the box where they put the person in that box and their head sticks out with (laughs) the little feet looks kind of like that yep where they cut you in half yeah yeah, so that was, like, what a lot of kids and, like, people called it back then was the coffin because it's the iron lung. It helps you breathe. Basically, it, like, compresses your chest cavity, um, so that way it, it like, basically forces you to breathe because otherwise your, like, um, your diaphragm and things are paralyzed so you can't breathe on your own. So, yeah, so that, that's, like, the big things with polio. So it's not a disease you want at all. It'll mess you up for life. Yeah. Um, FDR, so, President Franklin Delano yeah. Roosevelt had polio, and that's mm-hmm. why he was in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And there's not really, like, basically you just kind of have to try to gain your muscle back. There's not really, like, any cure with it. We have a vaccine, yeah, but, like, like it's a not, vaccine. yeah, but it's not, like, we don't have a medicine that can, like, cure it. Um, but, yeah, so since polio mostly affected children, and, and there was a lot of fear surrounding the disease, uh, most of their parents kept their kids inside, or, like, quarantined them for, you know, because you don't know how it spreads. And you... Do they know how it spreads now? Um, I think so. Uh, let me double check quick. Yeah, so it's spread when uh, the stool of an infected person is introduced to somebody else's mouth, like, through contaminated water or something like that. Of course, it's poo. And kids are, you know, and kids are, (laughs) you know, sticky and dirty and covered in feces. So that's how it spreads, guys. Yep, yep. So, how does this all relate to Candyland? Well, <laughs> so, while these children were sick and or stuck inside, um, sometimes in, like, hospitals and things, they needed something to do. So, cue Eleanor Abbott. Uh, so, she was a school teacher in the San Diego, California area, and she caught polio herself. So, she was in the hospital with a bunch of other kids. Um, she was an adult at this time, but she there's a bunch of kids in this hospital with her. Um, so, while she was recovering, she tried to, like, cheer up the kids around her and tried to keep everybody, like, they tried to keep each other in entertained basically so she decided she wanted to create a simple game to help entertain the children Uh, so during her time in the hospital abbott shared her new game with the children there it was so successful that she decided to pitch her game to the toy manufacturer milton bradley so it's like when they saw this game they loved it immediately and the first edition of candyland came out in 1949 and it very quickly became a bestseller huh Usually, like, kids, you know, candy, adults, and kids isn't really a good mix. <laughs> well, this, this is, is like, diff- on yeah. a cardboard thing. This is a little <laughs> bit different. different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just, just a bit. All right. So this is, in case you're not familiar with Candyland, this is a game synopsis of how to play this game from Wikipedia. So the race, so basically this game is a racing game. So it's woven around a storyline about finding King Candy, the lost king of Candyland. So this is like the more modern version. This isn't like the first version. The first version, I believe, was just uh, basically in the first edition of this board game, there wasn't any characters. So basically it was just like you draw a color card, um, like there's a bunch like red, purple, yellow.
yellow, like whatever, like rainbow colors. Mm-hmm. And there's like this uh, track that races around a bunch of different areas. There's like candy hearts and ice cream floats and things like separated like, around the board. Uh, so it's very colorful, very sweet, very fun. And then you draw a card out of the deck. And if you get like a red space, then you move your little character to that space. And then if you draw purple next time, you draw go move up to the next purple space. So it's very simple. Um, and you, it's basically the luck of the draw. I don't think the it's the luck of the draw because I am an elite <laughs> Candyland player. Are you? I am, actually. <laughs> you don't get stuck in like any of the swamps or anything? No, I am an elite player. Elite players do not get stuck in the swamp. <laughs> okay, this needs to be like on ESPN or something. Like, we need to have championships in Candyland. <laughs> So in the more modern version of this game, the board consists of a winding linear track made of 134 pieces, uh, most red, green, blue, yellow, orange, or purple. The remaining pink spaces are named locations such as Candy Cane Forest and Gumdrop Mountain, or characters such as Queen Frostine and Grandma Nut. So those are some of the <laughs> some of the new characters in the later edition we'll get to in a little bit. I always think of, whenever I hear Candy Cane Forest and Gumdrop Mountain, mm-hmm. I always think of Elf. Because oh, sure. isn't he, yep. like, his... He's describing his how he got to New York City, and he's like, I went to the candy cane forest, and then there's the yeah. swirly, whirly gumdrops. Yeah, yeah, it's I haven't seen that movie in forever. You brought back memories. It's a Christmas classic. It is. <laughs> Have you ever made the spaghetti from Elf? No. Oh, okay. I do not want diabetes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So... Uh, see, so players take turn removing the top card from the stack, and the stack of cards, most of which show one of six colors, and then moving their marker ahead to the next space of that color. Some cards have two marks of a color, in which case the player moves the marker ahead to the second next space of that color. Yeah, so it's a very simple game. Um, yeah, and like each edition kind of like adds more rules or takes them back. It kind of depends on the version you get. But yeah, basically it's just made for kids. It's a very simple game. It's actually branded as like the first board game for children because it is so simple what and fun. What about chess? So, chess. <laughs> That's simple I and still fun. I don't know how to play chess. <laughs> Did you hear the sarcasm in that? Yes, mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. Alright, so Candyland has been updated many times throughout its history. Since the first release, there have been at least 13 revisions of the board game, um, along with 14 game variants such as Bingo and Candyland Hershey Candy edi- Edition. So instead of like the characters like Queen Frosty and, and like uh, Yeah, basically they're all like Reese's or Hershey's. Wait, wait and, how yeah. do you do you say I say recess. What? Reese's. Reese's. Oh no, this is debate. No. Is it like tomato tomato? Oh, is no. there like the correct way to say it? I think so. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, because now I'm like very confused. Okay. I'm like, what? Okay, let me look it up. It's like the duck duck gray duck sort of thing from like Minnesota. How? See, I always said, I grew up saying duck duck goose. You did too. Okay. 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 For the same. I think okay, it's yeah. a teeny tiny little like section in Minnesota, and I think it's in like a teeny tiny little part of like southern, like south, um, eastern Minnesota that says the duck duck gray duck thing. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Because I think when we went to college, I there was a lot of people there from like the Wisconsin area that said Those. duck duck gray duck, but I always yeah. said duck duck goose. So. <laughs> I want to see if I can record this and put it into the thing. Because I say rhesus. Like a rhesus powder monkey. Rhesus. Okay, it is rhesus. But I've heard, Okay, yeah. Wait, how do you say it again? Rhesus. 
Reese's. Yeah, it is Reese's. I guess said what did I say? Reese's? Yeah, you said Reese's. Is that like okay. a nickname? Maybe it's a nickname. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way we pronounce it. Yeah, but it is Reese's. The more you know. I'll try to add it into the to the podcast when I'm editing. So that way everybody can The pronunciation of it? The pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, see, so also along with the Hershey candy edition, there have been movies they've actually There's made movies movie? from the characters yeah with like queen frosty and then princess lolly and those guys like it's is it's it a movie. straight to dvd though like released I think to so. DVD. yeah i'm like i've never <laughs> heard of such maybe it's straight to vcr or vhs weird <laughs> uh, see and they're even so the more recent thing that i've um come across is the food network candyland challenge hosted by kristen chenoweth i love her yeah she's awesome she's so peppy yeah she is have you seen her tiktok it's glorious I do not. <laughs> okay. But yes, yeah, so I watched this uh, the Candyland Food Network show a few times. It's pretty fun because they like they made this whole like studio. Like they transported it, made like the uh, like the peppermint forest and like the uh, molasses swamp and things. Like they actually made these things like, so you could eat everything. And it's just like candy everywhere. Wait, this just sounds like um, Willy Wonka. Yeah, basically. But it's like the the places in Candyland. And Christian Chenoweth is what like the Oompa Loompas. No, <laughs> she's the host but uh, basically every week they'd have to make like sculptures out of all these different types of candy like certain themes and stuff it was pretty cool i liked it they put a lot of effort into it so check it out it sounds like it (laughs) the production um the production budget was very large it's probably pretty high yeah all right so in 1984 hasbro bought out the milton bradley toy company and then released a new version of candyland that same year this version however would be the first time we see our favorite characters so because hasbro bought milton bradley they um, wanted to basically change up this game a little bit so they hired the landmark entertainment group to redesign the classic game with a new narrative they introduced The Legend of the Lost Candy Castle, a text insert which establishes for the first time both named characters and a plot. Hmm. Like an overall plot for the game. So along along with this new version of the game, they also created backstories for the new characters. Uh, the main backstory to this game is attached to Candyland's new royal family. King Candy, the beloved patriarch, has mysteriously disappeared along with his home, the Candy Castle, which is made of ice cream spires with co- ice cream cone walls. Wait, how does it disappear? I, I don't think they went that Somebody far. Somebody ate it. <laughs> This is the Somebody ate it, it just disappeared. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it's actually one of your characters that you looked up. Um, he made it disappear. Do you know which one? Okay, we'll get into it. <laughs> Here it is. Ready? The culprit is the villainous Lord Licorice. Wait, that's my favorite character. Yeah, he made the Candy Castle disappear. I didn't know he was evil. Oh yeah, my he gosh. Is. He's the villain of the story. I liked him because he looked like Dracula. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah. Well, he even has. But then I guess Dracula's evil. So. Yeah, he is. Yep. That's probably why, because they took inspiration from him. Because Lord Licorice. I mean, I am... My house is Slytherin, so... Is it really? <laughs> I think mine would be Hufflepuff. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, so going along with the Dracula thing, Lord Licorice actually has bitter chocolate bats. That's his, like, new pet. He has bitter chocolate bats. Like cooking chocolate because that's like bitter chocolate yep. to me yes is it cooking chocolate or is it baking yes. chocolate i don't know the nasty the nasty crap baking chocolate it's delicious when added to the stuff i love that chocolate yes anyways okay <laughs> so queen frostine of the ice cream sea and princess lolly of the lollipop woods enlist the candy land kids who you play when you play the game to help find the candy castle 
So Queen Frostine is married to King Candy and at least... They're married? They're married, yeah. King and Queen. King Candy. I thought they were cousins. <laughs> no, at least not in this version, though. No. Mm, they could be cousins since they're royalty, you know, keep the bloodline pure and all that yeah. stuff. That goes along with royal yeah. family stuff. To keep the blood pure. Yeah, this is You a know, there game. are dark elements in Disney movies <laughs> yeah. to the, you know, the kids stuff, so... There is. Parents dying and whatnot. That's true. So yeah. is Grandma Nut, like... King Candy's like sister is he the is she the grandma? I don't know. I think she's just like a a villager that lives there. His grandma? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so we'll kind of get into, like, when I talk about the backstories, we'll talk about kind of how, like, Queen Frostine and Princess Lolly's roles kind of change okay. depending on which version of Candyland you play. But the one that you have on this slide, this is the one that I had growing up. This this board game. This was it the board? Yes. Yeah, this board. Yep. Yeah, this is the board. So the board game that Kendra and I grew up with was from the 1999 edition. Ooh! And, yeah. So this one features characters such as Gloppy from the Molasses Swamp, King Candy from Candy Castle, Queen Frostine from the Ice Cream Sea, Princess Lolly from Lollipop Forest, Grandma Nut from Peanut Brittle House, Lizzie Jolly from Gumdrop Mountains, Kendra's favorite Lord Licorice from Licorice Castle, Plumpy from Gingerbread Plum Forests. I love Plumpy too. And Mr. Mint from Peppermint Forest. Yeah, I think growing up, Mr. Mint and Queen Frosty were my favorites. Mine were Plumpy and then, of course, Lord Licorice. Which I'm just finding out now is the villain, even though it makes sense because he lives in like a creepy castle, black castle, where he's all black and has a cane and then and bats. Yep. And bats. Yes. Yep. He also... Okay, so if you guys look up this board game, the board from 1999, um, the Lord Licorice in this version and his castle remind me a lot of Jafar from Aladdin and, like, the castle from Aladdin. Yes! Yes. And I loved Aladdin, so <laughs> maybe younger me associated it with Aladdin. Could have been, yeah. Honestly, I yeah. Know. But this is this is the... this I like this board the best. This is my favorite, yeah. The newer ones... I've mm. looked up the other ones and I'm like, eh they're lame they don't have the same charm Alrighty. Alrighty. so by the time we got to 1999 there had already been like four re- revisions of the original candy board 1999 is the second board they had the characters on it um and from the first there's like slight changes made from the first the 1984 board game with the first of the characters um to this one so basically this board was larger and the characters were shown in slightly different poses in most case physically active depending like attending to tasks around their little areas um so basically just to make the board feel livelier and not so static. They also added some animals such as butterflies. Um, and the first time, this is the first time they added a squirrel seeing huh. by Grandma Nut's house gnawing on a peanut. I've never noticed the squirrel. Really? Uh-uh. I love the squirrels. Um, so yes, yeah, so like other things that they changed, uh, they like we said, they the characters on the board are doing like different things around their little areas. So Gloppy from Molasses Swamp and like Plumpy from the gingerbread trees are now eating what they're like the things that fr- are from their land. So like Gloppy's eating a molasses popsicle and Plumpy is eating a plum. Yeah, which is like little silly things. Yeah, so then the biggest changes from the 84 board to the 99 board were made to Lord Licorice, who now looks a little more like a pointy-nosed Captain Hook. He's he's cool. A little bit. He's cool, yeah. And then the structure of his Licorice Castle has been updated from changing, so the first board had it as more of like a medieval style um, with like medieval spires and things, to now having domes to look like the Taj Mahal, or like Aladdin kind of. Yeah, I'm looking at the original image of Lord Licorice. And he had, like, there was, like, this weird, like, black... (laughs) 
jagged looking mountains that have um, like weird faces on there with eyes and like a like, weird smile. And then <laughs> there's like on at the act, the actual castle has like these weird looking like snakes that like swim. I don't know if they're supposed to be flags, but they're not. They're on top of the spires of the castle and they're kind of like licorice snakes <laughs> that go up into the sky. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, it looks, it's kind of like more like a fairy tale looking one, kind of mm-hmm. like a. Plus, his outfit sucks. <laughs> the one from the 1999 board game is much better. Yeah. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> All right, G. Should we start with the Candyland kids? Sure. We can start with the Candyland kids. Okay. There isn't much to know about the Candyland kids, even though they're, you know, the main characters of this whole thing. <laughs> But the kids are technically the only characters to appear in the game before the 1980 characters were introduced. And virtually nothing is known about them or how they ended up in Candyland, even though they're the main characters. Um, So in every version of the game, there are a group of children, usually two, they're like twins, that go through Candyland. In the earliest versions of the game, it was a boy and a girl, and same with the 1990s, and then they changed them to, so I think the original, they have the boy is like brown haired and then in the 1999 version i don't know about the 1984 one but they switched it to two little blonde children that are dressed in overalls they look like they're models for oshkosh bagosh Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the 2002 version, there are four children, one African-American and another Asian. And then they also just add, they still have like the little two little blonde children as well. And that's it. It's literally it. Wasn't there a version that they were gingerbread kids? Yes, there is. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find which edition that was. I don't know what edition it is, but it's really creepy. They're like not wearing pants, but they're wearing like (laughs) a top. So they're poo-bearing it. They're Donald ducking it. (laughs) Yeah. Donald ducking it, yeah. So they have enough of a conscience to know that they sh- they're they naked and they should be wearing clothes. So they're wearing, like, a shirt, but they're not wearing pants. Yeah. That just drives me insane. Same mm-hmm. with, um, like, Donald Duck and, you know, Pooh Bear. I guess Mickey's wearing shorts. Yeah, he just doesn't have a shirt. Mickey's wearing shorts. He's not wearing a shirt. And he has his little gloves on. And then Minnie Mouse, you know, has his little dress on. Mm-hmm. I guess now it's a pantsuit. Oh, yeah. is it? I okay. mean... I don't know. Just like, I like dresses. As an <laughs> see, as a little girl, I would have been like, "Yeah, I love a nice pantsuit." But as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, I am lazy, and it is so easy to put on a dress. It's a sack. Throw That's the true. sack on. You know, very little movement. I could, you know, to do. And then people are like, "Man, you put in a lot of effort to look nice today." And I say, "Thank you." It took me <laughs> all of ten seconds to throw this on over my head. Yeah, it looks nice though. It does look nice, but it's like. It, I like it because, you know, lazy. <laughs> so I did find the edition with the gingerbread kids. Um, so it's the 50th anniversary edition. So that's the one where the, the kids are actually gingerbread men or gingerbread kids. And they're wearing only shirts. Only shirts. They still have hair, though. Like fluffy hair. Good for them. They're eating their <laughs> Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Should we move on? Yes. Next on the road. Next on the road is Plumpy. Plumpy. I always thought he was cute. Mm -hmm. He's a cute little guy. It is Plumpy, and his species is the Plumpa Troll. (laughs) Yeah, that's his species. 
So this is there is very it. little known about the Plumpa trolls. Plumpy is the caretaker of the gingerbread plum trees, and he is known as the last surviving Plumpa troll. And oh. it is unclear what extinction event led to the demise of the others. Let's see what else about him. So yeah, so he's the caretaker of the gingerbread plum tree, and um, he is tasked with gathering the fallen fruit as it was ripe upon hitting the ground, and he would often gorge himself on the tasty treats. Becoming distressed as he would soon eat all of the day's crop, King Candy would always give the troublesome troll a stern talking to about oh. consuming all the delicious sugar-coated plums. But each day, Plumpy would have his fill until he sat satiated beneath the gingerbread trees, wheezing and struggling to lift an amorphous handful of plums into his basket. He is a big eater, despite being greedy. He is also very friendly and comical. Let's see. <laughs> Plumpy's gender pronouns were established as he, him, in The Legend of the Lost Candy Castle. Plump, Plumpy was, re wait, Plump was removed from the franchise following his appearance in the 1999 version for unknown reasons. The 2002 version replaces Plumpy with Mama Ginger Tree. Plumpy appears to be at least partially inspired by the Lorax, which is the character created by Dr. Seuss. Um, both characters share visual similarities or connections to trees, and they are the last of their kind. I like Plumpy. Why would they get rid of him? I like him too. He's fat and he has a like a Fu Manchu and he's got little green what? and he's green and he has horns and he wears a cute little purple medallion. <laughs> and he's got hot eyebrows. Big thick hot eyebrows. Hot eyebrows. <laughs> he's a handsome man. Why would they get rid of him? He's too handsome. Wait, who the hell is this um, Mama Ginger Tree? Mama Ginger Tree. Uh, I kind of looked it up. So it's just, basically, it's just like a tree with a face and arms. Oh, so I think, yes. So they, re she's good friends with the ginger kids. So does that mean that she was with the 50th anniversary edition? Let me look at that. Hold on. Nope, it's Plumpy. Plumpy's in the 50th edition. Maybe that's just the tree with the face behind him is Mama Ginger Tree. It could be, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Okay, who's next? What's next on this? Oh, Peppermint Forest. Duh. Where is he? Mr. Peppermint. Mr. Mint. Okay, so here we go. Mr. Mint. Peppermint Forest. Here we are. It's like this pink, weird-looking clown chopping down candy canes. I don't remember what I said. Okay, so his alias is Mayor Mint. Okay. <laughs> and his occupation is Peppermint Lumberjack, Keeper of the Royal Peppermint Forest. And he is a human. That's his species, even though he looks nothing like a human. He looks like a, like a creepy clown doll. It kind of does, in a way. Mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure they modeled it after a clown, yeah. Yeah. And okay, so Mr. Mint is one of the protagonists from the Candyland board game, obviously, because otherwise why would we be talking about him? Um, he is a lumberjack and is themed after peppermints and gum, and somewhat resembles a clown. Somewhat, he totally resembles a <laughs> he clown. Does. He has a big red nose and everything. Oh yeah, and weird cotton candy-looking hair. So after his introduction in the 1980s version of Candyland, Mr. Mint has become somewhat of a breakout character character, and arguably 
one of the most well-known Candyland personas. Um, so for the unknown reasons, he does not appear in Candyland, the world of sweets. Instead, he is replaced by the Duke of Swirl. Oh, they just got rid of him. Okay, so this is his official bio from the official Candyland website. Here we go. Okay. Imagine sparkly minty snow and giant peppermint sticks as tall as trees. Who would live in such a minty place? Why, the most fun-loving fellow in all of Candyland, Mr. Mint. The tall, tall, tall woodsman lives deep in the peppermint forest beyond the peppermint falls. Be sure to stop by on your way down the path. Mr. Mint loves to laugh so much he'll probably come with you on your adventure. For as he always says, you oughta gotta have fun. When does he say that? You ought. That's the worst mo. That's the worst motto ever. You oughta gotta have fun. It must be like in the movie or something because it's a board game. <laughs> you oughta. You oughta gotta have fun. That's a mouthful. I th- I like. I don't know the motto. The motto is definitely better than like Vin Diesel's character from um, Fast and the Furious, where he's just like, "We don't have fast cars. We have family," or whatever the meme is. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next on our list? Is it my favorite? Yeah, it's your favorite. It's my favorite. Lord Licorice. So his occupation is royalty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his location is Licorice Castle. <laughs> All right. Okay. Lord Licorice is an unsavory resident and main antagonist of Candyland. This is not news to everyone, except for me. Um, Lord Licorice is the only one who is considered inherently evil. <laughs> that is news to me. Um, he is often trying to take over Candyland and turn every everything into licorice. <laughs> Luckily for Candyland, he is often described as having a clumsy streak and being sidetracked. Oh my, that's kind of, oh my goodness. He sounds like my soulmate, honestly. (laughs) Easily sidetracked. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so this is his official, this is his official history from the Candyland website, all right? Okay. The grumpy Lord Licorice sneaks the Licorice Forest. Be careful, he may try to block your way along the path with his icky sticky Licorice. Lord Licorice is not like anyone else in Candyland. He's always up to some <laughs> plan to turn all of Candyland into Licorice. The Licorice Castle, Licorice Lake, Licorice Mountains, and Licorice Acres. Just imagine. Lucky for us, he's a little clumsy. One of these days, you'd think he'd learn that those happy Candy Land friends with the help of visitors like you will stop him every time. So this is his personality. They have a, <laughs> this is more in his personality. So Lord okay. Licorice is described as having quote a heart as hard as rock candy and frequently trying to take over Candyland. In the film Candyland, the Great Lollipop Adventure, he claims the reason is because quote there's a place in Candyland for everyone but me. That's sad. That is really sad. For Licorice for Licorice is all but banned when loved is what it should be suggesting he is treated as an outcast because licorice is an unpopular sweet it is for kids what it's like i love licorice see twizzlers i don't like licorice twizzlers baby it's good (laughs) not for me in the film, he is also a lot more lively than previously portrayed. Well, duh, I mean, wouldn't he be more lively in a movie instead of a board game because he can't move in a board game because it's a picture? Yeah. yeah. Alright, so interestingly, despite being described as cruel, he is never portrayed being willing to kill to get what he wants, always using non-lethal means to achieve his ends. 
I mean, it is a children's game, so... In the Candyland computer game, it is revealed he is afraid of the dark. Oh. He's still my favorite. I don't see why he wouldn't be. He doesn't seem like a villain. I mean, he does try to take over Candyland, but... That's because everyone bullies him and he's an outcast. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, King Candy can go shove it. Okay. Shove it up his candy hole. Okay, what's next? I mean, it's Jolly. I don't like him. I would go as to far as Jolly is forgettable. All right, we're to Jolly. <laughs> Dang, Kendra really does not like Jolly. <laughs> um, his occupation is official gumdrop mountain greeter. He sucks at his job, obviously, because <laughs> I forget about him. Um, So yeah, he represents gumdrops. This is his history of Jolly, a multicolored dinosaur-like creature. Jolly is the Candyland character who personifies the gumdrop mountains, large mountains the same size, shape, color, and consistency as gumdrop candy. Jolly is portrayed as a fun-loving creature with gumdrop-shaped stegosaurus-like spikes on his back. He also resembles a mole. Yeah, I can see that. The animal. I see the mole. Yeah, more so that than the stegosaurus, but... Mm -hmm. His original design was far from a dinosaur, being a strange, unidentifiable humanoid creature who wore poofy pants. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think it's the 50th edition. He's a, a human wearing poofy pants. That's all I've got about Jolly. They, he's so forgettable. <laughs> he's a mate. Like, he, his bio is as long as the Candy Lane kids, or whatever they're called. Yeah, see, so most of the ones that I did, like, that I researched, there's not a lot on them. It's, yeah, I think you had most of the in-depth mm-hmm. characters. But see, I'm so good at Candyland, I've never, I don't go by Jolly, I just, you know, I do the rainbow. You just bypass him. <laughs> oh yeah, I go on the rainbow, I get the rainbow pass, that's my that's my jam okay just completely bypass oh all of them yeah i say hi to plumpy and then i you know lord (laughs) licorice and i bat eyes at each other and then i'm on my way okay you just like (laughs) go visit grandma and i go by the squirrel is it what's the squirrel's name i don't think it has a name do you want to name him i think the squirrel has a name i'm gonna look does he okay you could you you do that oh i looked up this duke of swirl he's kind of (laughs) hot mr mid's replacement he looks like he looks like prince eric yeah, they made him, yeah. I went... Like a Disney prince. And instead of, like, the can- peppermint forest, it was the ice cream slopes. Yeah. Yep, they replaced them. Well, he's easier to look at than, you know, the peppermint free. <laughs> hey. Sorry, clown. All right, does that bring us to Grand Manette in the yeah, peanut brittle house? Yeah, because I can't figure out what this little squirrel's name is. I don't think they gave him a name. I, I found something called the Snow Beaver. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> Is that from Queen Frostine? Probably. Is that what it is? Okay. Well, we'll have to look at that. Is his name Baz? Is that the squirrel? No. Here, I'll, sh- I'll tell you who Baz is. So, Grandma Nut is a woman who lives in Peanut Acres with her dog, Baz. Oh, she is a- she's a dog person. Interesting. Yeah, she has a dog. And actually, I think it's in the 2002 board game. If you look it up, they actually show Baz, and it looks like a basket. Baz is a basket that holds all the peanuts, but it's a dog. I always thought she was a cat person. Really? Okay. Yes. So this is according to the official Candyland website. This is Grandma Nut's history. Things can get a little nutty around Candyland, and nowhere better than at Peanut Acres. Here lives Grandma Nut with her dog Baz, carefully tending her, tending to her peanut fields. These fields need special, tender, loving care, for they don't grow just any old peanuts, but peanuts with magical surprises inside. What? <laughs> Like what? What kind of surprises? Like a pipe bomb? What kind of surprises? 
<laughs> I think it's like a golden goose egg. You, I don't know. Get toys and candy and peanut brittle. Oh, right. Okay, is it just me? <laughs> when I was little, I wasn't, like, I didn't like peanut brittle. I I don't like peanut brittle. I like it as an adult, like, it's okay, yeah. but I always thought, like, peanut brittle was, like, an old person candy. I think it's an older candy. Like, it's it's been around for a long time. It's very simple to make and stuff, but, yeah, I don't like how crunchy it is. I love peanut, uh, peppermint bark, though. That's one of my favorites around Christmas. That's good, too, but... Is that the same as peanut brittle? No, I just like, in my mind, <laughs> the shape is the same because and you I break like them apart. Pomeranians. <laughs> same. So like, <laughs> so like when it, but see how my brain works is I find correlations <laughs> in the weird places. So peanut brittle, both peanut brittle and peppermint bark, you usually like make huge sheets of them and then you drop it and it breaks apart into like little shards and that's what you eat so that's how that correlated in my brain well all right yeah <laughs> and i like pomeranians yes pomeranians are lovely at least but like grandma nut has like a sustain like a sustainable business a peanut yeah, farm yeah, yeah i mean she- president jimmy carter you know peanut farmer from georgia Yep, true. Alrighty, so next along our adventure through Candyland is Princess Lolly. Otherwise, in some some of the newer board game versions, just Lolly. They dropped the princess name. So, <laughs> Princess Lolly resides in Lollipop Woods and is the princess of Candyland. Debuting in the 1980s version of Candyland, her princess title was removed in a 2002 version of the game when Queen Frostine became princess, but was restored for Candyland, the great Lollipop adventure, and later versions of the game. So just like that one little fluke where they took away her title and gave it to Queen Frostine instead. <laughs> they exiled her. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like Napoleon. <laughs> Let's see, so her official bio is, deep in the heart of the lollipop woods, you will find Lolly dancing about to her own music in a cloud That's of- kind of narcissistic. <laughs> It depends how you look at it, I guess. Um, in a cloud of twinkling light, her wings flutter and she happily waves her magical lollipop scepter. So I think she's part fairy. Good for her. <laughs> so Lolly is curious about everything and is easily distracted. There's so much to see in Candyland. She follows her nose wherever it wants to go and flies off from adventure to adventure. Oh my gosh, does she date Lord Licorice then? I, that's a good question. It because possibly... it seems like they have would have, like, you know... <laughs> chemistry. Chemistry. Like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you jealous of Lolly now? No, I just want them to be together now. Like okay. a forbidden love. <laughs> I like that. You Some start cross. She read a story. I bet. Do you think there's fanfic about Lord, Lord Licorice and Princess Lolly? I'm sure there is, and I don't think I want to read it. So. I might if I can't sleep at like in the middle of the night. Like if I wake up and I'm like, I have nothing to really. Like I've scrolled enough, but like, I don't know what else to do to make me fall asleep. It's good reading material. <laughs> Lolly's personality in the game is described as being gentle with a voice as, quote, soft as cotton candy. In the great lollipop adventure, however, she is known to be loud, irresponsible, and ungrateful. See? (laughs) Her Lord Licorice could teach her a thing, like, you know, whip her into shape. Yeah, I could see it. I could see their their relationship. Alrighty, so the next one we have is Queen Frostine. Originally known as Queen Frostine, Princess Frostine in the 2002 version is married to King Candy, and their daughter is Princess Lolly. What? She, yeah, that's their daughter. She did. Didn't you hear me say that in the beginning? No. Oh, okay. So I said it like way back in the beginning. I'm pretty sure. Did but yeah, you? I think so. If I did it, I apologize. But yeah, she did not. She does not 
not look like her mother. <laughs> I mean, they're both human, if that counts for anything. But yeah, no, their character design is different. Um, so apparently, though, in the newer versions of the game, apparently Queen Frostine and Lolly are sisters. See, that I thought that Lolly was nothing. Like I thought Lolly wasn't had nothing to do with. It. I don't know I would, why. I always guess. I think I thought she was a princess because I thought she had like a crown of lollipops. But I don't know. So in her official bio, it said that Queen Frostine is to be the sweetest in all of Candyland. Princess Frostine or Queen Frostine is the perfect picture of grace and beauty. She's everything you would want to be a princess to be. Wherever she goes, her snowflake scepter spins a trail of sparkling sugar snowflakes. Wow. Her favorite place, <laughs> her favorite place is Snowflake Lake. Or the original, like, what we had was the ice cream sea. Yes. She spends her day ice skating or having tea with her visitors in her gazebo. Stop by for a sip or even a skate. She's a gazebo? Apparently, yeah. She's fancy. So apparently, huh. in the 80s and 90s board game versions, she is described as being kind and wise, not feeling at all threatened by Lord Licorice, as Candyland will always shine in its glory. In the 2002 board game, she is described as being everything you could want in a wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then... In in Candyland, the Great Lollipop Adventure, she's given no personality, skating <sighs> while, while Lolly tries to confide in her, saying, Daddy knows best, but still offering the advice to go see Grandma Nut. So Grandma Nut is Grandma Nut. Ugh. I guess so, yeah. In this version, yeah. You know, it's a weird family affair this in this board game. a weird family affair. <laughs> Alright, now we're getting into the character that actually, I think it creeped me out as a kid, but now, not at all. Gloppy. What? So Gloppy. That's the molasses so, thing? Yes. So Gloppy actually doesn't have a lot on him. There's no, in like the, um, you know, like how we've had descriptions of all the other characters in their, mm -hmm. like their wiki pages. There's nothing for Gloppy. It says, this section has not yet been completed. Oh, that's kind of mean. It is. They left poor Gloppy out and his pronouns are unknown. Same with his species. So, uh, but according to the official Candyland website, just before you get to the Candy Castle, you'll pass through the chocolate swamp so apparently in the later versions they changed molasses to chocolate so now he's a chocolate monster instead of molasses hmm i think i like molasses better i kind of do too because that's more monsterish like yeah yeah sticky swampy to me yeah it makes more sense there you will meet gloppy don't be afraid gloppy might look like a monster but he's really a lovable glop of chocolatey goo but gloppy gets very lonely sitting in the swamp all by himself so give him a hug and you'll have a friend forever yeah because he'll suck you in and he won't leave <laughs> Because <laughs> yep. it's molasses. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Apparently, he lives in Chocolate Mountain and enjoys Grandma's Gooey. So, apparently, in a later version, instead of Grandma Nut, there's Grandma Gooey. Ew. So, apparently, in later versions, uh, Gloppy and Grandma Gooey are friends. Ew. Grandma Gooey? <laughs> yep. Grandma Gooey. I'm glad they dropped that one. <laughs> Alrighty, so now we're getting into the last character in our Candyland adventure, King Candy. So King Candy is king of Candyland and the main protagonist. The ultimate objective of Candyland the game is to reach his home, Candy Castle. And the first person to do so is considered the winner. It was shown in the 2005 film that that is the father of Princess Frostine and Princess Lolly, and of course will still main, remain the protagonist. Okay. So in the movie version, he is Frostine and Lolly's father. In the 1999 Game Board Edition and... 
prior husband. he's Queen Frostine's husband. Yes. <laughs> yep. She can do much better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, according to official website of Candyland, King Candy is the king of all Candyland. No adventure is complete without a trip to his candy castle. You'll find the castle below the ice cream mountains, where the chocolate river flows, made of sparkling sugar, colorful candies, and gumdrops galore. Candy Castle is a place you just have to see. King Candy loves all of his sweet Candyland friends so much. Each year he throws them a sweet celebration, the sweetest party you'll ever see. Be sure to stop by and enjoy the fun. Except he doesn't invite Lord Licorice. Yeah, I don't think he does. Which is sad. He should. Like a peace offering. Be friends. Be a lovely reunion. What if King Candy and Lord Licorice are actually like brothers or something? Ew, no. Why? Because I'm invested (laughs) in Princess Lollipop. (laughs) I'm invested in Princess Lollipop and his relationship. Okay. If they're brothers, Katrina, then you're really turning it into like a royal like weird okay no see like if they're brothers then then licorice and lolly cannot be together but they're not but we're good so yeah (laughs) yeah we're good your fan fiction can live on (laughs) (laughs) i'm very surprised i thought queen frostine would have like a lot i thought so too but because i always thought that she would be the most popular one she was one of my favorites she and mr mint were my favorites Mm mm-hmm she reminds me of Glinda the Good Witch. Yes, I thought she was. <laughs> it could be. When did um, Wizard of Oz come out? Like the 30s, right? So, I think so, somewhere around there. So it probably was like a huge inspiration for her. I bet. I think you're right. Queen Frostine. <laughs> Lord Licorice! Alright, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening to another Foolish Wanderers podcast. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are out every Wednesday or Thursday. Depends on the day. Yes. And make sure you like, subscribe, and comment, and hit that notifications button for when new episodes drop. Yes. (laughs) All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Candyland weed? I'm no want. I just want the Wikipedia page. What the heck? <laughs> oh my lord! Gosh darn it! Now there's an ad for Walmart.